Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Verseek's Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. Inside Executive Search Podcast. My name is Steve Yakish, and this show is for business owners, board members, and executives exploring strategies and tactics to attract, select, and retain the very best for their organization. If you're not feeling 100% confident that you have the right plan to recruit the very best, keep listening. This podcast will help you get there. That said, I'd like to bring in Scott Peterson from Verseek Search. Hi, Scott. Good afternoon. It's good to be here again with you. Good to see your smiling face. It's good to hear it, too. <laughs> For our first-time listeners, Scott is a 20-year veteran in the executive search industry and leads Verseek's executive leadership practice. So last week, we wrapped up the fifth podcast of five, all surrounding topics around attracting the very best talent. And today we are going to move on and give a preview for the second component, which is how to select the right candidates once you've attracted them. That is that is right, Steve. We uh, we spend an awful lot of time on the attraction part, um, and this is where really um, this is really the key part of how do you how do you go about selecting after you've attracted all these candidates? How do you find the right one? How do you make sure that your um, success in that hire? Will, uh, will be a good one. Yeah, and selection is not only the right skills and experience, but also, you know, the right culture fit and also the right, you know, make sure that's the right career move as well. So those, yeah. there's not just do they have the right skill, that there's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah, it's very similar to, to, the, to the topics we talked about in the earlier podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do we know we have alignment on that career motivational fit for the candidate? Those 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 themes or those processes still bake themselves into the selection process. So you want to make sure that that was done well up front. So this becomes more efficient on the back end. Perfect. Well, we have five areas uh, that we're going to focus on throughout the selection. Why don't you give us a preview of what those five are? Yeah, certainly. Um, in the selection process, it's a very um, it's a very complicated process, as as most people in the in the selection talent selection or talent management is um, there's always the the who and what does that mean? Well, that means who's involved in your company. Um, identifying those individuals that are going to be part of the process, making sure everyone's aligned with the right questions, those sorts of things. So you got the who, um, who's right. asking what questions. And are you going to do it individually or as a team? Right. Um, you know, my bias is not to do team-based interviews. I think it's very um, um cumbersome for the for the candidate to to deal with it um, but from an efficiency standpoint some companies do it maybe it's two or three people from the same group yeah. uh, from the same area um, but certainly um, getting all those individuals lined up obviously before the interviews start to happen and then that consistency too so if you have let's say four candidates for us for a, a, a chief operating uh, officer position you want the same interview uh, team, to do each one of those because then it allows you to do have the alignment of I saw all the candidates I asked them the questions if you have different interviewers you get inconsistency in the in the uh, evaluation yeah you think that would be common sense but you and I have both seen it 
you know, numerous times where that's not the case. And or if the interview team is the same, it's at different stages and that can complicate the feedback as to how do you evaluate. Right. You want to make sure that you have a consistent team and a consistent process. Yep. Okay. So what's number two? Well, two is the what. Um, what is the role? What's the culture of the company? Um, all those things, again, going We'll we'll say this many times going back to our earlier podcast of what's important mm-hmm. from a position specification to uh, uh, to the alignment of of culture and the and what we're looking for in an individual. Yeah, so, make sure everybody that's interviewing understands what the role is, and they've actually read the position spec if they've right. listened to us earlier, right? And put yep. put one together because that's the easiest way to deter candidates if they're hearing multiple stories of right. what the role is, right? Yeah, so you definitely want whoever's in the interview process has to have the same position spec that your candidate received in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, everybody's really going from the same data point um, and it has that same level of understanding of what the position and the specification is for that position. Yep. So then we're going to talk about the how. Right? Yes, the how is... Uh, this is this is the uh, this is the fun part. How do we how do we when we go through that process? How do we decide the right candidate? Right. Yeah. Um, what's our evaluation criteria? So everybody evaluates every candidate the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and I may be part of an interview process, Steve. But if you have a different set of criteria than I do, we're going to have a really a lot. It's going to be hard to align on who's the right candidate. From an overall perspective, there's going to be differences in people that you, that you interview, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's okay. But if you have the um, a set of standard evaluation criteria, that bias goes away. And we'll talk a little bit more about bias um, a little bit further in the podcast here. Yeah. Well, and it's got to be more than just I liked him or I liked her. You know, the gut check is always a good component, but it can't be the only one, right? Yeah, there's there's gut check. There is, hey, my, I, I just felt good about this candidate. Um, it goes beyond that. There's there's much more objective criteria that we need to use along the process. So, And then, you know, we'll get into it when it comes to that particular podcast, but there's hundreds of different assessments that can be incorporated into your one-on-one, you know, evaluation yeah, interview. Absolutely. Right? And then there's, there's, there's companies that have built um, scientific-based assessment tools that really help you with the assessment of the candidates. I, I would I would say that you don't want to use them as a selection criteria, meaning if they, there's no pass or fail. Yeah. Um, it's really about evaluating each candidate on their merits and saying, okay, we're the opportunities for improvement for this candidate are one and two. Uh, for a candidate, the next candidate, it's, it's three and four on based on the assessment. So it gives them um, the company an opportunity to say. Uh, we, we like his strengths in these areas, and these are the places where he needs work and development. Mm-hmm. We're comfortable with that. We'll work on those with that person. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm, I subscribe to the belief if you've interviewed and set up a good selection process, an assessment should validate what you have learned throughout. There yeah, that's be a great way. surprises, right? right? That should be exactly. Yeah. And if there is a surprise, then, then, then you need to look back at your selection process yeah, and absolutely. find out why that didn't uh, marry up with the assessment. Yep. So the fourth topic is, you know, we have it up there as is when, yeah. but this is, in my opinion, one of the more important pieces that a lot of clients or co- companies um, need some work on because there, there's large periods of time in between yeah. one, step one and two or two and three. Yeah. So, so, so the when is, 
you need to you need to shrink the calendar of when you're interviewing the candidates as much as possible um, because you know if it's a month between two candidate interviews if I'm a part of the interview process I might not remember much about the first candidate and I and I and now I'm interviewing this new person I'm much more apt to probably like them more yeah um, and that gets to the next step um, back on the bias. Uh, in the interview process. So if you can squeeze that interview timeline together, it makes it for a more efficient process and allow for evaluation um, of the candidates better. Well, not to mention a better experience for the candidates themselves. Yeah, well, that that is is, uh, one thing because um, in this industry, the amount of time you take between interviews um, can lead to you losing candidates in the process. Either going to one, lose them to another opportunity or are you going to lose them because they get disinterested about your process, Absolutely. which tells them a little something about your company? Yep. And before we get into the last one, which is that selection bias, uh, I think it's extremely important, um, whether you're using a firm or doing it on your own, you have to have a champion inside of your organization to be getting and gaining all of that feedback from the interviewers and being able to pass information on to the candidates. Again, so it's a good candidate experience so you don't lose anybody, correct? Yeah, because this could become the marketing of your company, right? Mm-hmm. So even if a candidate doesn't get selected, how they were treated and communicated with during the process says a lot about your organization. Um, and they'll still speak highly of you in the marketplace, getting back to company brand. Employment um, brand. Employment yep. brand. Podcast um, number five. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and so it's a very important to close that loop with all your candidates that were in the process, let them know um, that they weren't either one are moving on to this round two or not selected and, and provide some feedback of why maybe they weren't. Absolutely. All right. The last one uh, that we'll cover will be around selection bias. Uh, yeah, what this, do you mean? Get us definition. So this is the whole psychological piece to um, the candidate selection process. So um, it's, it's things like we just talked about. Um, picking the person that was freshest in your mind. So the last candidate interviewed wins a lot of the time Mm -hmm. because everyone remembers that person. Um, It also depends on when they interviewed, what order they were in. Um, You know, uh, interviewing people that look like yourself or talk like yourself is another bias that happens quite a bit. Um, And then there's this, this mythical thing called the halo effect. And that's really people that are in the news a lot. So executives usually Mm -hmm. this, that people already know them before they get there or they perceive that they know them based on newspaper articles or TV interviews. So there's just a lot on that, on this topic of making sure that it happens Um, and how to reduce the amount of, um, of bias is, is to use a really solid process Mm -hmm. and to use some assessment tools. And that takes out these, uh, these, this effect of being biased. And um, again, whether it's position or order or, I, I sure. like people that sound like me or talk like me or funny like me, that yeah. kind of thing. So we'll cover that in our last selection podcast. So we'll, we'll leave that as a little teaser. Yes. <laughs> so we're uh, the next five weeks, we're going to be diving into all of these different elements in selecting the right candidate and give you a lot more details on each one and how to effectively manage the selection process. So that'll wrap up this preview uh, for the next handful of podcasts. And as always, you can uh, subscribe to our channel on iTunes, Spotify, and coming soon to iHeartMedia and Google Play, right? 
Uh, so we will uh, talk to you next week, and we will be exploring the who, which the team look like, individual or team interviews, etc., and who's asking what. That sounds great. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.